Welcome, everybody, to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 21. We're legal to drink worldwide, so let's drink. I'll be your host, Ryan. Just going to wait for uh, Matt to uh, join us. But uh, yeah, hope everybody's doing well. It's actually pretty cold here compared to last week. Last week it was like 30 degrees when we were recording, and I was like, oh, it's hot. Blah, 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 blah. Well, shouldn't have said that because this week it's like four degrees. It's absolutely freezing here. So not good. Not what you want at the end of May. But here's Matthew. Nope. Still nothing. Don't know. Well, let me uh, let, let you join for some reason. What is happening? Yeah, it's uh, not letting you join, buddy. I don't know why. First time ever, it's not working. There we there go. go. Don't know why that was going on. Oh, wow, I'm already on. That's weird. Hang on. I have to put my phone up. It's all good, buddy. I was just very confused why I wasn't letting you in. I know, that was weird. It kept saying I would it would give me the option to like request to join and then it yeah. would say you can't send a request to join. Technology, buddy. Fuckers. I thought it might be my new phone. I thought maybe there was like an option or something <laughs> I didn't turn on or I don't know. I'm a huge idiot when it comes to these things, so it's like Yeah. Mm-hmm. New phone, maybe there's an option I didn't turn on and we're working on it up, you know? <laughs> What's up with you? Not much, man. No? Just, uh, we watched a little bit of TV tonight. What did we watch tonight? We started watching this, like, documentary series about, like, cults. And, like, Ooh. it kind of break, breaks down different cults. Uh, I'll send you the name of it. I can't, uh, hang on. I could probably find it real quick. I love um, I love me some true crime. It's on it's on Prime. It's not like it's not, it's more of a documentary. Like it's kind of like I'll just tell you what the name of it is. But the first one we watched was about uh, Nexus or no Nexus Nexium. Nexium. Yeah. And yeah, sort of where where you live. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That's crazy. Um, what's going on here? There's a great podcast. Um, called uh uncovered by uh cbc podcast okay it's uh all about uh the first season's all about nexium and like um I, maybe the 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 uh, documentary you're watching is like based off it i don't know but um it's basically like uh the guy that's hosting the podcast went to high school i believe with one of the women that was within the cult okay 
and she basically like spills the beans about like everything that was going on like this is after she left basically and how like yeah just basically like her experience within the cults and how she got into it and like how like they kind of rope you in and, and, and you know they have so much on you that you can't really leave without that was like the, ruining your life that's the the nexium one right you're talking yeah. about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the show's called Cults and Extreme Belief, and it's on Amazon Prime. And it was like, right. we just watched the first. We started watching the second episode, but like we kind of got distracted by other shit, so we didn't. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love like <clears throat> true crime and cults, and like that's if we ever do an episode on like podcasts, it's gonna be a problem because most of my top podcasts are all like true crime podcasts, and uh, <laughs> like I love that stuff so. Yeah, we still need to figure out what we're going to do next week. I don't think we did. we never decided, did we? We never decided. We'll talk about it during the week. It'll be a surprise for everybody, including us. Maybe we'll including just fucking us. wing it. Who knows? It's just going to be an hour of us doing fake advertisements. <laughs> fake advertisements and um, uh, offensive uh, accents. Oh, hmm. I like it. <laughs> everybody will love that. My take yeah. on an English woman will sell you any product. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Are you gonna sell scones and biscuits and tea? Wait, put another one. That's Australian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Failed uh, before you even started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I haven't watched anything this week. Honestly, like <clears throat> it was like a week of like me just like basically relaxing on the couch again. My back's finally like somewhat better. Oh, good. Yeah. So, kind of just like took it easy and didn't really watch much. I watched a bunch of hockey, which was weird because I, I, that's why I'm wearing the jersey. I've watched hockey all week and I haven't watched hockey in like two years. So oh, that's very weird. weird yeah. but. What, what were we, was it NHL? Sorry, I don't really follow. Yeah, it's a playoffs right now. Oh, really? Nice. Who's the, who's going to win Stanley's Cup? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I didn't watch one game the entire season. So I'm like, <clears throat> I, I, I think the Leafs did really well. I think everybody's expecting them to finally go somewhere, but. Oh, wow. I, I hope they don't because I detest them with every fiber of my being. Um, your, your status on Facebook made me laugh the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 the only time I smile every year is when I hear the Leafs are eliminated from the playoffs. And the next year is just misery. Like that my tat spins are from, terrible. So, <laughs> like that, that smile from Home Alone when uh, the yeah. guy in the hotel he finds out that the credit card's stolen. He's like, mm. yeah, goes on. Like the creepiest smile ever. Ah, so creepy. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I watched this week. Um, I'm up to date on Bad Batch. It's been good. It's been pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah really liking it. So, I'm happy that there's going to be, like, it's not going to just end on me real quick here. <laughs> like, I'm glad that there's, like, quite a bit yeah. more still, right? So. It's weird that they started it so late just because, like, you'd think Loki, they'd want Loki to start, like, when Bad Batch was done. <clears throat> I kind of wonder if maybe that's why they switched Loki to Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because that would then, make sense. So they have two like things they, a week. Yeah, and then they like they kind of know, you know, if you switch Bad Batch from Friday, maybe some people may not be like as quick to get on it. Whereas, like right. you know, people will like on Wednesday, people will watch it because it's a Marvel one, right? So yeah, totally. Marvel right. definitely draws more of a like everyday person than. Than like a Star Wars cartoon probably is. I, do, right? I I would think so, but maybe it's huge amongst kids. I don't know. Maybe but, maybe Bad Batch is definitely not a kid show though. Not that it's like super violent or anything, but it's just. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. I've seen, so. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think I really watched anything. Oh, I watched um, 
both Conjuring movies because I'm excited for the next Conjuring movie. Oh yeah, isn't there a new one coming out? Yeah, like next week or something. I think both those movies are like really good horror films. I, I don't the spinoffs weren't like nearly as good. Like I think they did like two or three Annabelle movies and like The Nun and like all these random ass movies that spun off of the first two Conjuring movies. But um, the actual like Conjuring main series, yeah, like, main I think line. both those movies are really good. Oh, nice. I I always get all the... I Honestly, I get them all mixed up. I can't remember which ones I've seen. I'm pretty sure I've seen Conjuring 1 and maybe 2, but I don't remember for sure. Second one's not as good as the first one, in my opinion. Like, <clears throat> but, um... They're kind of, like, jump, jump scary, though, right? They're, like, the spooky yeah. kind of sc- Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, modern-day exorcist-type deals, you know, hauntings and stuff like that, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's based off of, like... I mean, this is, like, a total... We're not even talking about what we're supposed to be talking about, but nah, it's, all right. it's based off of like this this couple, the Warrens, who like did a lot of like poltergeist uh, research, I guess, during like I don't know, like a twenty year span. They're basically like from everything I've read, like they're pretty. I mean, I maybe you believe in like all that shit anyway, and then you believe them, but they seem like very big like just scammers that like wanted to make money off of people. Mm. that said they have hauntings basically but right 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 the conjuring's based off of their like case files basically of like the actual documented hauntings that, oh, you know, crazy. I quote know unquote. yeah yeah i mean it's <laughs> i i think it's mostly bullshit but you know <laughs> all right here is where is fit finn's very quiet oh is that he was chewing on my couch like a good boy Good this job. is a jerk. Good job, dog. Jerk. Oh, but he's um, yeah. So I watched those two movies, and uh, I think the third one comes out next week. So I'm gonna, I'm probably, I think it's going to HBO Max in the states. I don't know if it's coming to like Crate or something here or what. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I got, I got this today. I haven't opened it yet, but she holds. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Very and nice. Loosely, very big. And yesterday yeah. I listened to. Uh, I know I didn't watch it, but I listened to it. Actually, I did kind of watch it. it was on YouTube. So there's this like podcast I listen to every week. It's like only I only listen to really like a handful of, of podcasts. Yeah. And uh, it's called they're called it's called they're not dolls. It's like a toy podcast. It's like one of the first kind of toy podcasts I I ever started listening to. Yeah. And yesterday they had this guy Craig Warwick. I know I've sent you pictures of Craig's work. He always does like crazy customs. Like I I kind of refer to him as like the customizer that everybody all the customizers that kind of come across him like end up like just like it's admiring right like he's just right, like he's you. from scotland so like he's got like a sweet scottish accent and like yeah, fuck yeah. He, he's just i don't know just like a super like he can be kind of negative but like he's just he states his opinion and it's just and it's uh he's fucking hilarious man he's so yeah. funny and uh so I, I watched him yesterday on the live stream and man like i was fucking dying laughing right <laughs> like, uh it was really good yeah so it's super funny and, that's awesome uh, my, uh, yeah i mean i i always like people that can be blunt about things and like you yeah. can tell they're not getting paid by like marvel or something to be like check out this new thing and like yeah. you're like all right well you got paid to talk about it so i'm not going to trust your opinion for shit but his points um, are all like super valid. Like that's the thing is he's pretty good at like explaining why he stands where he stands kind of thing, right? Sure. So, but yeah, it was just uh, it was like a super. It was probably one of the best of their shows. That, like, and I've been listening to for probably about a, you know a year or so now. So yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're, I, like, I, 
I like people that are realistic and, and state their opinion and are blunt about it, even if it's mm. negative. Like to me, tell me how you actually feel about the thing. Give your pros and cons of why you feel that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm able to make my own opinion if I prefer, you know, if I do like it or whatever, but I like, I like hearing other people's opinions on things and why, you know, me and you can see something and have totally different fields yeah, of view on it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the funnest part of like anything, right? Is music or movies or whatever is like, Totally yeah, subjective. Leave the movie theater and have a conversation about it and have two different points of view. So, yeah, or I've seen two different movies, really. It's all about yeah, perspective exactly, a lot exactly. of times, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always like things you miss that somebody points out. You go, they go, like, oh, this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Like, I'm an idiot. And I'm, I'm like, like notoriously bad at paying attention to like details. Like, and well, and, yeah, because you're, usually when you watch something, you're doing three things at once. I'm also usually pretty baked too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that doesn't help, but that doesn't help. No, no, but it makes like the viewing experience better. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But then you miss the entire movie and have to watch it three times just to pick up on the plot. So that's why I'm watching sunny, always sunny for my third round now, because I'm like, Hey, by the third round, I usually have each episode down pretty good. <laughs> it takes you 60 minutes to watch a 20 minute episode. Good. Pretty much. <laughs> But like by um, the time I'm on my third round, it's like I'm remembering it, right? So as stuff like yeah. comes up, like like a, when it kind of flashes the title at the beginning, I'm just like, oh, this is a good one. Yeah, you've got to get past season eight, though, buddy. I know. Hopefully, they it gets put it so up, good. Not, I'll look into it and see. Like, it, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How, I'll figure something out. But better, you better. One day it um, might just magically show up. Sometimes that happens, and then I'm like, oh, well, that would be. Super. I would. I agree. Um, yeah. So we should probably talk about what the fuck we're talking about this week. All right. Let's do that. Um. Yeah. We're talking live music, live concerts, our favorite concerts, things that yeah. we enjoy about them, things that we think make a good show, our favorite venues, anything in that conversation. And um. Yeah. I mean, me and, between me and Matt, we've probably been to I don't know twenty concerts together. Yeah, yeah. And I, I might between us, probably 160 concerts total, if not more. There was you a know. while there where, like, there was a good, like, three years where, like, we went to concerts all the time together. All the time. Yeah. That was, like, we where all concerts, our, like, three, four, money five times to. a year. Yeah. 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 Depending yeah. on the year. Like, I remember me and you going to, like, Warp Tour and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, that was, like, a, that was a day. That was, you're burnt out the next couple of days after Warp Tour. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we went to Warp Tour two two times together, I think. Yeah, three and or was it was 05 that? and 06? Was it 05 and 06? I feel like it was earlier than that, but it must have been 05, 06. It wasn't 02. Because, so I went I went 2002, 2003, 2005, 2008. So, or 2006, sorry, not 8. One of them was 2005. Yeah, so that was that would have been the time I went with you. I think yeah. we went two years in a row. I think it was 2005 and 2006. I can't find the other ticket, but yeah. Yeah. Damn. I have a big stack of them in like my drawer over there at, uh, in my bedroom. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no. Warp Tours, um, you know, I, That's I, a, I, don't I have a whole really little discussion like, piece about that. Like I, I thought, I thought. See, the funny thing is, is like, I guess we're just jumping into it. So, yeah. when, so Warp Tour, like, I guess we'll all start with Warp Tour because to me, Warp Tour is like a huge 
like was a huge thing. It was something I looked forward oh. to seeing the lineup for every year. And it's like, yeah. especially because in that time of my life, I was like actively looking for bands all the time. Like it was like, it's like, I, it's so different from where I'm at now. Like it's like yeah. now when I go to a concert, I call and I say, Hey, when does this band go on that I want to see? And they say this time. And then I go exactly at that time. And then I walk in, they play and I literally turn around and walk out and go home. See, that's crazy to me. Like, I mean, to me, like, that's the, my funnest part of concerts is like, there's potential to find a new favorite band at every show. Like, it was for me. But that's the thing is, like, I'm not there anymore. Like, I don't have the, like, I don't care. Enough. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if I stumble into a new band and I like it, like, that's a great bonus. But, like, I find, sure. I, I find it way more difficult to get into new music. And I don't think it's not. I don't think it has anything to do with because it's not good. I think it's just because I have so much music to listen. Like there's never, I very rarely find a time where I'm like, what should I listen to? Like I always kind of have, you know, a dozen or two on the go, like kind of at all times. And I have a playlist that I kind of keep on shuffle. So like, like that, again, that's kind of where we're different, right? Like to me, like, I don't remember the, when we did our top 20 albums, that was like the first time in a long time that I had listened to albums front to back. Like there are a couple exceptions to the rule. Like when me and Kate drive somewhere, we don't have to agree on an album. Like we just put an album on, but yeah. like, honestly, like I don't, that's not how I like get into music any, unless like something really strikes me and like, you know, like I have been more since we did that yeah. top list. Cause it kind of re-sparked my interest in it a little bit. Right. But See, I'm but always yeah, I'm a shuffle guy. I love, I love I to have like, shuffle. I love to have like a selection of like 600 like songs that I picked out that will just could just like radio just randomly come on and like I like it. And I'm not saying that I don't hit skip. Like I'm sure there's times where like something yeah. just doesn't hit me at the moment, right? But it's like I love, I like that. Like to me, it's yeah, yeah. See, that's that's like inverse of me is is where. I'm a total album person. I want to listen to the album front to back. Um, very, very rarely will I pick an album and listen to three songs and then change the album or anything like that. Like usually if I put on an album, I'm listening to the entire album. I think, I mean, obviously it's, it's changed for modern music where they're putting out a digital single and sometimes like that's all that, like they can put out six that's singles it. at a time before they yeah. even the album's out and like, it's a very single driven world, even more so than I think it used to be. But I agree. I agree. Um, I always think like uh, a musician I like planned this album. They, they thought out the sequencing of the tracks. They thought out the album art. They thought out why this track flows into the next track and like all that kind of stuff. And I think like it's almost like disrespectful to the artist of saying like i'm gonna listen to your lead single and then i'm gonna bounce to the next lead single like to me there's so many like b-sides on an album that are like oh man like this is one of my favorite tracks by this band and that you completely miss out if you're only throwing singles on on shuffle right. like yeah, yeah not saying that you're doing that like you could be putting an entire album by a band on it on a shuffle list and then you know you yeah. get three tracks out of your 10 track drive or whatever but uh, I don't know. I, I'm always going to be an album person. Like I, I collect vinyl. I love throwing on a vinyl album and listening to it front and back. Like, um, especially with live music. Like m my biggest problem with going to see a band live, and I hate it, 
is when they're touring on a new album and all they play is stuff off the new album. Like, like honestly, it depends. Like, if I'm into the new album, then whatever, that's fine. It can like, be great, but they never play it in order, so that annoys me. Is if you're gonna play your new album only get off your new album, then fucking play it front to back. Like, you can jam and add like cool, like yeah. you know, solos or or whatever little interludes you want to do between tracks or whatever. But like to me, it's like when you're touring, I'm touring to see a wide variety of your catalog. I want you to, I don't want you to play whatever your new album is and that's it like it can be a great album don't get me wrong but yeah, i want to hear a variety um and, that, so and that's, that's where like i differ right is like at home i only want to hear the album but when i'm seeing a band live i want to hear everything a mix yeah that's yeah. where your that's where your shuffle comes in yeah exactly that's what i mean and like <laughs> even then like i hate when a band only plays singles like, like i don't love it either i mean again i guess it depends who it is so like you know anybody who you know really pays attention like you know like i'm a huge blink fan if you didn't notice from my story earlier right right but like that, that there's an example of exactly that it's like i know what like, i hate it going to see blink now or like not right now but like the last time i saw blink i mean it was a little bit better last time but the time before that was literally just like we're gonna play our greatest hits like we've yeah. played all these songs like fucking eight thousand times like <laughs> And that's what I mean. It's like, I, could, I couldn't imagine being in a band, A, to begin with. Like, obviously, I can't sing. I have no musical talent. But <laughs> I'm not saying, like, in that regard, I couldn't imagine playing, a like, a 60s venue tour and playing the same songs every night. Like, that sounds like hell to me. Even if you love those songs and you've crafted those songs, I look at it as, like, okay, most of these bands these days are spending two or three years to record their next album and are, yeah. are probably practicing these songs over and over and over and and going through like rehearsals just to get it right on the album and, and you know three four five six twenty seven tries to get get you know one guitar part right or whatever and then they're going to play a 60 venue tour of the same 15 songs that they've played another million times before that like that sounds like hell to me like I love when a band's like, hey, if you if you want to go see us three nights in a row in three different cities, you're going to get three different set lists because we're going to yeah. play a mix of all kinds of shit. Or when bands do like, hey, we're going to play uh, Detroit two nights in a row because we sold out the first night and then you get two different set lists. Yeah. Like that's like, I'll go to both shows if you play two great set lists. Well, Speaking as someone who was once a musician, I can tell sure. you that the reason why it doesn't happen is because for bands to be able to just whip up anything out of their musical library, it's like, it takes a lot, like, to stay, like, tight, Yeah, it, it really does, it does require a ton of practice. And that's coming from somebody who spent a lot of time practicing and still weren't tight like yeah. i don't think any band i was ever in was not like at least a bit sloppy like you know I mean? so it's like like to be able to just be like what do you want to play that oh we haven't played that in 15 fucking years let's go right and it's like right. it's it i feel like that's a like it's a rare thing yeah, yeah, I think it's a hard bite to ask for. That being said, I don't think it's too much to ask for that if you're playing two shows in the same city night after night, they should be different shows. I think they should be different shows. And too many I bands think, don't give a different show, which to me is a little bit of a cop-out. But Yeah, I mean, look. It doesn't to me, need to be fully different. 
No, like, but okay, like, like, like 25% of the songs need to be different. But I look at it as this too. Is like, it's one thing to say like, hey, this new band that has one album out or two albums out that they just got really big. Like, let's say Fun. When Fun blew up off of Some Nights, right? Yep. They had two albums out. Now, let's say they were selling out a venue in um, whatever, Detroit. And it's a lot harder to do that two nights in a row when you only have 30 songs to play, yes. right? Like, yeah. that's like basically, okay, we're going to play every track we have, 15 song sets each night, and that's everything we wrote. When, you, when you're like in Metallica or Red Hot Chili Peppers or yeah, something... they have, have like a rich discography of right. songs. Yeah. You have 11 albums or 12 albums. I better not see the same night back to back when you have 130 songs to choose from and you yep. chose the same 12. Like, to me, that's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you're not even trying at that point, especially if they're all singles. I'm like... Yeah, I know. I know. But, but, but like I said, though, right? Like, I do see why it's limited in song selection. Like I do get it. Like, you know, and, and, and there's some bands who like, don't do, don't follow that rule. Like there are some bands who will just be like, all right, tonight we're going to play this. We haven't played it in fucking like 15 years. And totally. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, does, mean, it does happen, but like it's I just, couldn't it's imagine having that kind of memory either. Me neither. Never. Where like you remember the exact lyrics to a song you wrote twenty years ago that you haven't lyrics, played in ten years. Lyrics would be hard to remember. Would be really I hard. I don't have the ability to remember what I did last week. <laughs> like you could tell me something now, and by the end of the podcast, I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. And I mean that's me. I, I have a terrible memory. I know you have a terrible memory. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Is like. To play, I get why it's hard. Like for a bass line that you wrote ten years ago to remember the exact chords or, or notes or whatever to it, like I I wouldn't be able to do that. So I give anybody that can massive credit. But I think that just shows like the tightness of the band. Like I, I guarantee that you know there's bands that can't do it. But like a band like the Chili Peppers, I could totally see them saying like, "Hey, we're gonna throw this song out that we haven't played in forever." Yeah, I think they're just that level of musicians that like yep. they could probably do it. But yeah, I, I would pin them as one of the bands that probably would be able to do that. Maybe not everything, but like I bet you there's like a yeah. pretty good, good quantity. Or like Jack it. White, right? Like he he riffs so much when he plays live. I've seen Jack White like this is one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. So I'm just gonna throw this in here now. But I've seen him in the Rock on Tours like I don't know 2008 probably and uh it was a small venue and he just like jammed like between like there would be three four minute songs that ended up being eight or nine minute songs because he would just be jamming on the piano or playing like a crazy guitar solo or whatever and like he i think you could you could say like i want to hear a song x from the white stripes tonight at a jack white solo show and he could probably pull it up and it doesn't even have to be note for note. He could play it in a different style. He could play it in a different key. He could play, you know, massive different riffs during it and still sing the lyrics and like pull it off. Cause at this point he could make a fucking cheese grater into an instrument. Like he's just that talented, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He can just hear rhythm and everything. Right. Yeah. I like, yeah. even when you watch, like, uh, I think I might've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it might get loud. Uh, a documentary that he's in and yep. like he talks about like making it a, a guitar out of like basically nothing or like buying a used guitar that's actually not really good like a very cheap like fucking plastic garbage guitar and then playing it on tour just because it had a different weird sound to it than a normal right. like quality electric guitar and like stuff like that like he's just a weird dude that like knows music and he can play anything um 
on the kind of topic of like, I'm kind of going backwards just a little bit here, but like, uh, I wanted to kind of get your opinion on like what your, what your opinion is on, um, like anniversary tours. So like we're seeing a lot of bands now who are doing like, it's our 10 year anniversary. Like we're going to play yeah. this album from front to back. So like being somebody who enjoys an album, but likes a bit of shuffle in a live show, where do you kind of stand on something like that? I like it because they're being it's front, unique, front right? Like it's specialized. Like yeah. 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 Like if I knew, if I was going to go see Blink-182 and they're saying, hey, it's Enema of the State's 20-year anniversary, we're going to play Enema of the State front to back. That'd be amazing. And, yeah. And then um, we're going to play, like, you know, five other random tracks to fill out a set or something like that. Like, because, I mean, Enema is, like, what, 40 minutes probably? Yeah, tops. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, if I'm paying $100 or something to go see a band, you better be playing for more than fucking 40 minutes. I agree. Yeah. Um, I need a, from Blink, I need at least an hour and 10. Like, at least. Yeah, at exactly. Least. Exactly. Hour 10 to 90 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. So, like, yeah. to me, okay, yeah. Let's throw Enema of State anniversary tour, go for a break, like, to have a 20-minute intermission, and then say, oh, we're going to come back out and play another 10 tracks off of, like, the rest of the stuff. But you're being front-facing. You're saying... You're paying for an reunion show or our anniversary show. Yeah. Um, so you know what you're getting. If you pay to see this, don't be disappointed that you're getting yeah. that. You know? Don't come thinking you're going to get uh, take right. off your pants and jacket. Like, we're right. going to play. But, like, see, like, I, I, I've gone to those anniversary shows. Like, Our, our Lady Peace played a uh, two-night show in Toronto, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever it might have been. Uh, I think it was like what, 20, no, didn't 2009, they play two, two a night or something. Is that what they played? They did an album a night. An album. They did, uh, one night they did Clumsy and the other night they did, um, uh, Happiness? No, um, the album after that. Oh, the Spiritual, Spiritual Machines. Machines. Um, they did, so one night they did all of Clumsy and then they came back out and they played like, I don't know, a couple of random tracks off of like basically like, uh, um, encore that was like four or five other tracks mm-hmm. um, and then the second night they played all the spiritual machines and then they played like four or five other tracks again and it was cool. like awesome because it was like I got two full albums that I love and I got yeah. you know four or five a other couple, tracks a couple of goodies on the side yeah, yeah. Nice. and it was like a great night they set, it was one of my favorite shows it was a small venue in Toronto uh, they sounded phenomenal like it, it was just like oh yeah this is exactly what i want postal service when they reunited they did a 10-year yep. anniversary of give up yep. i went to yep. see that it was an excellent Thanks. show yeah it was great it was awesome very interesting yeah like if you know that's what you're getting then that's great i'll pay for it but if 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 they don't say that and they say hey our, our tour we're going and then you go and they only play one album or they only play singles it's like well i wish you would have just told me that and i wouldn't have paid ticket money for it like mm-hmm. you could sell out a band that's as big as some of these bands can sell at a venue regardless. Yep. So I, I maybe not right that. now, but when, no. when... Well, I bet you right now, probably. Maybe in the States, but like... Yeah, yeah, not here, obviously. You know, like, Fall Out Boy. Like, Fall Out Boy's going on tour next year, I think, with Weezer and Green Day. If I paid for that show, A, I, I want to know who's headlining that show before I go. B, yep. I want to know, like, how long the set lengths are, because if I pay because I would like Fall Out Boy and Fall Out Boy goes on first and plays for 30 minutes and then Weezer comes out and plays for 40 minutes and then Green Day is a headliner. I'm going to be super disappointed because I hate Green yeah, Day and I don't want to see yeah. Green Day at all. <laughs> right? Like, that's where it comes in where, like, if I know the opener already, like you were saying earlier, like, whatever. Band X is opening for a band I love and I don't like the band that's opening. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll skip the opening band and show up just for the headliner. 
But if I've never heard of the opening band, I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be cool because it's a band I've never heard of and maybe I'll love them and maybe I'll hate them. But I have found a lot of bands out just because I've seen them on tour and I never yep. heard of them before. And, yeah, I know. There's been you know, lots of times where you really message like me after a concert and you're like, man, I just bought this opener and they're fucking great. But see, for me, like going back to what I said, like kind of when we first started the conversation about like not just not really having the desire to find new bands. It's yeah. like that's where like concerting now versus concerting back in the day. That's where it's so different is now it's like now it's like nostalgia for me. Like yeah. it's like a band comes like most of the bands that I've seen since I've been in Vancouver, like I actually seen like a fucking good amount of concerts since I've been in Vancouver. Like my count says from number 37 to number 74 have all been in Vancouver, wow. Seattle. And that's, that's in the last 12 years. So yeah, I've been concerting a lot over the last 12 years. But like when I look through these lists, it's, it's all stuff that like I saw back, with you and yeah. like with Craig and with uh, sure. Mike and like, it's all yeah. the exact same bands. Like there's nothing else new. I mean, there's a couple ones sprinkled in here and there. And then like eight of them are protest the hero. Cause Kate's obsessed with protest the hero. Right. So like, you know, I've seen her favorite band more times than I've seen any of my favorite bands. Just cause like every time they come around, she needs someone to go with. So yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> no. And like, I mean, yeah, I've seen 80 bands, but like I've seen Our Lady Peace probably eight times. I've seen Motion City Soundtrack probably eight times. Yeah. I've seen, you know, uh, I don't know, I, whatever band, like Metallica I've seen twice, Red Hot Chili Peppers I've seen twice. Like, yeah, there's, there's tons a lot of bands, bands I've seen three or four times, like tons, tons, tons. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean. It's like there's multi, there's a lot of bands in there that are repeats, but you know, I've also seen like uh, Queens of the Stone Age. I've seen once. They're ph- phenomenal live. Um, Tool, I just got to see last or uh, 2019. Finally. Before. Yeah, finally. I, I've always been, well, not always, but for like the last Long 15 time. years, I've been a big yeah. Tool fan. And I never got to see them live because they're actually like really, really rarely tour. They rarely put out new albums. This was like their first album in 12 years or something, the last album. Um, but yeah, they announced their tour. We got tickets. They were one of the best live bands I've ever seen in my life. Like it was fucking fantastic that's dope and yeah i can imagine they'd be a good line i don't they're definitely not my thing at all but yeah uh, i can imagine that they would put on a really good show oh it's insane how like you can see them or whatever another band that's really great live and like i i, I don't know for me at least it like sends like chills down my spine because you're seeing such like really really talented musicians just do their thing and it's like yeah it's it's bone chilling for me because I'm like holy shit like I wish I, I had that kind of talent like yeah I kind of um, put I kind of put brand new in that category yo brand yeah brand new another, like, another honestly when they, when he sings live and he goes yeah, without the chill. microphone like it's like it's like goosebump fucking yeah. city man like it's it's crazy. totally great yeah he's he's such a like you can like feel his passion yeah. like in his performance like it's, it's fucking crazy. No, I, I totally agree with you. When I got to see Brand New, which was another band I've again, yeah, you that, saw you saw late, yeah, yeah, yeah. I my favorite band twice in a in like a nine month span or something like oh, that. They oh. came to Vancouver. Yeah, I wish, man. Like, I mean, now they're broken up, and I'll never get to see them again, probably. But I, um, yeah, another band that like just like yeah, it just sends chills down your spine because of yep. how fucking good they are live. They're tight. They sound phenomenal. Yep. Jesse's voice is just fucking out it's of this world. Like, 
yeah, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of bands that can do that. Vampire Weekend was another band, like, they, they perform every instrument live on stage. Like, there's nothing pre recorded. It's like, yeah. if they need eight people on stage to perform every instrument they have on the album, like, they have eight people. Same with Arcade Fire. At one point during the Arcade Fire show, they had, like, I think 12 or 13 people on stage because they have fucking, like, you know, saxophones going and trumpets yeah, sure. and fucking harps and violins and, like, all this random ass shit. I'm like, holy fuck, like, this is insane. That's not um, that wild to me because I like ska music, so. <laughs> yeah, but, like, even sometimes you, you think that there would be a band that would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to play everything live, but then you go see it. It's like, there's two guys on stage and I'm hearing trumpets. Yeah. What, what's yeah. happening here? Like, you know. Well, speaking of trumpets, uh, one of the bands that it's not necessarily my favorite live band, but a band that I've seen a ton again since I've been in Vancouver. I think I've seen them like five times in total, one time at Warp Tour and then four times in Vancouver um, yep. is R- Real Big Fish. Like, I know you're not a scholar, oh, but like, honestly, like, I fucking think that they are such a fun live show and they like, they're so good at reading their audience and they're just they're funny and they're quirky and their music's like makes you want to dance. And like, right. it's just like, they know how to have fun. Like they do this, like one, it's a reoccurring bit. And like, don't get me wrong. By the time, like I saw it, like on number five, I'm like, all right, man, we can like yeah, yeah, yeah. away for a bit, but they do this one. They have kind of like a really kind of fast song. It's like uh, only like 40 seconds or something. So they like play it and then they kind of like remix it and do it into different styles. And like, so they'll do like hardcore and country right. and like, it's just stupid, but it's like funny, yeah. right? And it's like super, like like a, it's like a bit, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's it's great, man. It's good entertainment. That just shows how like talented and comfortable they are on stage, right? right? Like the fact that they could just pull that out every night and be like, yeah, we're going to do this song in country, we're going to do this, and like that just shows their musicianship of being able to fucking pull yeah. out a different style and just do it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Like I love a I love a band that like doesn't take it too seriously like i do oh, love a band that, i do Steve. love a band that does take it too seriously too but i also love a band that doesn't as well like yeah i think it depends on the music totally um, yeah like if you had a tool performance where they weren't taking it serious that would be right. a bummer. <laughs> i don't want to see maynard on stage making fart jokes like like 182 like <laughs> it's, a, it's a different style of music right um i mean i think also like set design has so much to do with shows and like I I hate, and I know it sounds like like shitty of me to say, but I can't stand when a band has like their name on a fucking blanket behind them, and that's their set design. Like, I understand there's bands that are like up and coming that can't afford like a set or anything like that. Like, I totally get that and respect that. I'm not saying you know you you put out your first album and you should have fucking uh, you know a blimp flying around the fucking you know two thousand seater uh, you know venue, but. If you're to the Chili Peppers or something, like, I want to see something. Like, I, you yeah. have the money, you're millionaires, fucking put some money into your set. Like, when you see Metallica, there's always cool set shit going on. Yeah. When I, you know, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, in some regards, I like it. Like, I, I guess it depends, again, I guess, on the band. Like, there's some bands who, like, I associate with theatrics, right? And it's like yeah. the one that my mind goes to right away is, like, Panic at the Disco. Like I've seen Panic five times, and yep. like they're they're one of those ones that it's like they're always flashy. It's always a show. It's not just like a concert. Like it's like yeah. a performance, right? It's right. theatery, and it's like overdone. Yeah. And <laughs> I've only seen know. them once. Like 
I think right after Fever came out. So. Oh really? I pretty much have seen them off of every single album except the last one. I'd like to see them again, but they're they're awesome. Honestly, Brendan yeah. is an incredible performer. His voice yeah. is still good. Like I remember the last time I saw them uh, was when the uh, what was the one that was before the last one? It had Bachelor. Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't uh, yeah, I can't remember what it's exactly called, but two, the second last one, yeah. it was like kind of like mildly successful. But when I saw them play off that album, it was probably the best set list I've ever seen them like pick. Like it was just so yeah. well, di- like it was super diverse from their entire catalog. Everything from the first album, even the second album had a couple songs off of it, which I was Weird. super su- surprised by. Yeah. Death of a Bachelor. Yeah, Death of a Bachelor. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually really like that album too. So yeah, um, no, so do I. I think that's mm-hmm. like their third best album, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. rank it there too, to be honest. Our, our number one and two is probably different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like their most recent album too. It's probably my second favorite album. Yeah, I should go back and listen to that because it just at the time I feel like Panic's one of those bands where I need to kind of be in the mood for it. Yeah, They're which I mean, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon for that to happen for me. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no, like I love like a cool set. Like when I see Muse, Muse had the coolest set I've ever seen in my life, like out of any bands. Their first time I seen them was at a small venue and they had like, you know, those like almost like glowing orbs you have as a kid that like, you see all like electricity kind of like spew to your fingertips oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yep, yep. They had like six tubes on stage that looked like something out of those that had like electricity going through them and cool. shit. It looked fucking cool as hell. It was in a really small venue, and it was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like they sat there, amazing, amazing band live. But then I seen them at a big venue after that, and um, yeah, it was like they had an awesome set. They do this like whole like roulette thing that like involved like sixteen different televisions that like a ball kind of spins around all these televisions, oh, and that's, that's what how they pick their next track is whatever it landed on. That's the track they sing. Nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Hi, Carrot Boy. We're talking about concerts. Yeah, what's going on, man? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, cool. I, I, really I think cool. set design means so much to his show. And I, I mean, if you're a talented band, you don't need it. But I think if you, even if you are talented, it definitely adds something to the show. It's something that sticks out in your mind. I, uh, speaking of sticking out in your mind, uh, and slightly kind of changing topic a little bit here um we uh i don't think i'm pretty sure you didn't come with this to this one for me so i went to a show there's one show that really stands out in my mind and it's a memory that like i feel like i'm never gonna fucking forget i don't remember actually the date or anything but um but the concert was at saint andrews hall in detroit michigan and the lead band was unwritten law and then mest and sugar cult were the opening bands so it's like so I was essentially going for Mest. So I, I liked Unwritten Law at the time a bit, but wasn't like huge on them. I was like, Mest was like one of my favorite bands at that time. Yeah. I and then I, yeah. And then like, I'd never heard of Sugar Cult at that point. So um, I, uh, so we go in and Sugar Cult starts playing and like the whole fucking, it's pretty full because uh, Unwritten Law is from Detroit. And uh th- you like the seat the floor started to like give so i remember you telling me this yeah i know you've heard this story yeah um so yeah so like everyone's jumping it's pop punk right so everyone's jumping and this is actually where my love for sugar call kind of started because like i just 
I was hooked immediately as soon as I heard yeah. it. Um, so yeah, everyone starts jumping, and about three songs in, the power gets cut on stage, the sound, and we find out that we're being evacuated because the people jumping was caving in the floor, and underneath the St. Andrews Hall, there is a smaller venue called The Shelter, and Adam and his package, which is like a one-man synthesizer show, was underneath and had a show going on, and there was fear that the floor was going to cave in. <laughs> so I love St. Andrews Hall. So we had to leave, and everyone was super bummed, right? Because, I mean, it's like yeah. a hometown show for Unwritten Law. So for anybody who's never been to St. Andrews Hall, there's like an alleyway in between St. Andrews and the building next to it. It's also like a super sketchy area. It's downtown Detroit. It's dark yeah. at this point, right? And the alleyway generally has like homeless people handing out toothpick flags and like 16 <laughs> homeless men trying to sell you stuff yeah it's crazy so yeah. they evacuate us and we all think we're going to be able to go back in like we all think this is just kind of temporary right so Gosh, they kind yeah. of put us out in the alley and we're all in the alleyway the whole venue pretty much and the next thing we know like a tour bus comes up and blocks the front and we're like what the fuck and then uh, Unwritten Law gets out and, like, stands on top of their tour bus and basically screaming. They don't have microphones or anything. There's no power. Is basically screaming, explaining what happened and that everyone's money will be refunded, but that they don't want anyone to leave without, like, a show. So Mest and Unwritten Law and Sugar Call all play one song or two songs. I think Unwritten Law played two songs acoustically on top of their tour bus and like the whole like alleyway was like singing along right like it was probably the coolest concert experience i ever got to have and i didn't even get to see the concert that i kind of went for right and yeah. it's like even what they were playing it's like you could barely hear anything because like we're in an alley right. there's no microphones right. and they're playing an acoustic guitar so it's yeah. like an acoustic guitar and like 800 people in an alleyway screaming the words but yeah. like honestly man it was like one of those like surreal moments in a concert it's like it's like it was it's awesome like it's still up there to this day as like the best or one of the best concerts that i've ever been to because it's just such a crazy story and like who ever gets that experience no never you, you couldn't you couldn't replicate that if you tried really no, like, honestly no, no. Um, and it just shows how cool that they were too right it's like they didn't right. want anybody to want to like to have to leave without getting to see something right that's what i was gonna say is like you know some guys could have just said like well fuck the show's canceled like we're yep. bouncing and like the fact that they cared enough about their fans to say like no 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 we'll do something for these guys that came up to see us like that's awesome yep i agree so yeah it really stands in my mind and i'm sure that that's probably why Mest kind of stayed as one of my favorite bands sure. for so long because it's just like i always remembered that right and it was yeah. yeah such a such a fucking cool experience the band i think that like that had that kind of moment for me too at st andrews is cky and um it was a weird show for me because uh, me and an ex-girlfriend had bought tickets for it while we were dating, and then we broke up. I and, remember this. Yeah, and uh, we went together anyways, and it was like super awkward and weird. <laughs> like, yeah, but like we both split on the tickets, so we we're just like we both wanted to go see CKY, and um, that was like a the air conditioning wasn't working at all in St. Andrews. It was like the uh, middle of summer. It was probably like 
humid, ten degrees in that place. Gross. Everybody is just soaked, like yeah. head to toe in sweat. Like it was, it was brutally hot in that place. There's no windows. There's no nothing, and everybody was like jumping into the music and like flipping out and doing like mosh pits and like all kinds of shit. It was a wild show at CK at, at St Andrews Hall. And, like that. I remember you telling me that story about your show, and I was just yeah. like, that, that was a night where I was like, oh, we're gonna break this place again. Like it's gonna happen. It's been broken so many times. <laughs> oh, sure it has. It's like a, I don't know, for people that's never seen it, it's like probably like a hundred or 120 year old oh, church that, like, building. it's not a church anymore. They turned it into a music venue. And it's like, it's the acoustics in the place are amazing, but it only holds like maybe 2,000 people, maybe 1,200 people. I don't know, like somewhere in that area. It's not, it's not a lot. Yeah. It's a small place. Yeah. It's very small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. No, no seats, only only standing. No yeah, um, like have a tier balcony. around the top. Yeah. yeah, is that your favorite like, venue? Would you say that? Sta- uh, oh, that's Andrew my favorite venue. Is it? Yeah, it's hard uh, for me to say. Like, like I really I like. Think, I really I like love Fox too. You like what Fox? Fox Theater in in Detroit. Uh, I don't know if I've been to Fox Theater. Oh, it's beautiful. I like State, beautiful I like theater. State theater though. I know it's not State Theater anymore, but no more. Fillmore, yeah, it was Fillmore. I've been to one show when it was Fillmore. Fillmore's nice. Um, I don't like it anymore because it's only standing as well, and it's like tiered. So like, uh, I always end up behind somebody that I can't see over because I'm not that tall of a guy. I'm only five ten. There's always like some behemoth of a man in front of me that's like six eight and like fucking six hundred pounds, and yeah, I you just don't have like me to sit on my shoulders anymore. I understand. Yeah, well, you, you used to. You know, put me on your shoulders and tickle my toes during the show, and it was like you know romantic. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I like skate or Fillmore too. But uh, Fox is like an old, like really nice, nice theater. Like the architecture inside is like gorgeous. Mm. Uh, it sounds really, really nice. They do a lot of like uh, I've heard good things. It's right next to Fillmore, right? Yeah, yeah, they're beside yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of like uh, like Broadway shit in it, um, like plays. But like the, I've seen, I sound like. I think I seen Death Cab there. Yes, that sounds familiar. Fuck, I can't even think off the top of my head. Did you ever go? You must have went to Clutch Cargoes with me a couple times because I know I saw yeah. Fallout Boy there a few times. We see Motion City there, I think. We would have, yeah. 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 Did you like Clutch Cargoes? I actually really it, like it. It's Clutch good. Cargoes. Yeah, it's small. I thought the sound was good, and yeah, I like yeah. the smaller. I definitely prefer smaller venues. There's no, there's no venue that fits over two thousand people that I've ever been like, oh yeah, this is like for me, right? right. Unless it's outdoors. Uh, see, I don't love outdoor concerts, though. I don't, I don't love... I always pick small venue over anything. Yeah. But if you t- said, like, let's go to an indoor venue or let's go to an outdoor show, like an indoor, like, big big stadium or an outdoor stadium, I would go, always go outdoor stadium because they yeah, always I sound better. Yeah, indoor stadiums just fucking sound like yeah. shit next of the time. They echo yeah. like crazy. Um, the acoustics are usually, like, really tinny sounding. It's just, it's not good. But like outdoors at like uh, DTE or anything like that, like sounds at least wonderful. it sounds good. Yeah, I know. I do agree. It does sound good for sure. But um, so. I've seen a lot of outdoor shows. It depends on the band too. Like if the sound is off, like they're, they're, um, they haven't like equalized the sound properly to have it like balanced well. It sucks outdoors because you you're like oh I can't hear the bass at all like right you know right. it has to be really really well done and they have to have a really good engineer out there and like some bands that don't and it sounds like shit yeah 
Yeah. Um, I have another good concert story. This one yeah, actually predates, predates you even. So, so this is actually my third concert I ever went to, and it was the first time I saw Blink. First time and you it seen was Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it was Blink and Newfound Glory and Body Jar from Australia. So I went with, um, so this was like Newfound just released self-titled. Okay. That's how old this is. And there was so a DT. 2002? Mm, yeah, maybe Self- around I think self-titled 2000. No, I think it's 2003. Okay. Yeah, Doesn't maybe. Matter. I thought, I was thinking maybe earlier, but anyways. So it was um, like high school era. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. 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 So I went with some friends from high school and we found out that there, when we got there, we were in the parking lot or whatever, and 89X was there, and they were giving away a chance to, like, anna- announce the band, like, Blink, before they went on stage or whatever. Right. So uh, we knew they, like, we knew that was happening. So what we had planned to do was we were going to do, like, at the time, What's My Age Again was, like, the single, right? So, like, yeah. the video of them running naked was kind of the thing. So what we did was... We all went in our boxers and we wore, we made like an eight, a nine, and an X, and we all wore them over like our dicks as if it was like censoring our our crotches. And and we won. I can't remember how we had to win. I can't remember if it was just like the idea that won it or if we did something. I don't I'm, I don't remember. Yeah, but we fucking won. That's insane. <laughs> And we got to go, and I, I don't know where it is, but I will, next time I have my external hard drive with all my old pictures, I'll try to go through. I know I have a scan, like I scanned it, because someone who I was with took a picture of the three of us on stage announcing it. That's it insane. Crazy. How have I never heard this story? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I told you, maybe I don't, I don't know. If you did, I don't remember. First, That's yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It was me and Chris Hastings and Rick Reno. Wow, Chris. Chris used to play in Io Karate. Remember Chris? Sounds yeah, like yeah. Chris? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was, yeah, no, <laughs> that's wild. I uh, did you get to meet like like? Blake? No, we didn't get to meet. We didn't get to meet anybody. But we were standing right next to Newfound Glory in the back when we were waiting to go on and announce. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it I uh, crazy. yeah, I think the only time I met a band, kind of. Well, I think I, yeah. The only time I, I think I met a band was, uh, I think it was, was it The Used or Taking Back Sunday? Oh, nice. I think it was The Used, but I could be wrong, but it was right before, like, might have been Taking Back, I don't know. But it was one or the other. They, I, when I seen them, the second show I ever went to was Blink-182, Headlining, Taking Back Sunday, and The Used. Yep, and I, I can't remember show. what order they played in, but um, used one, whatever band was that used opened? Yeah, so they, it must have been the used probably because uh, they were they were sitting at a table sure. at like a merch table before the show, just like selling their merch really? and shit. And uh, they had all the like eighty nine X stickers because it was an eighty nine X show, and so I just flipped it over and got them all to sign it. I didn't want merch; I just waited in the line to talk to them. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like they didn't mind at all. They're super nice and whatever. It was like. I think that's the only time I've really met a band. I remember when uh, Our Lady Peace came here. I think we had the... I want to say one of my friends like was like working at it or something like that. And we we had a chance to like meet them or I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't 
to me, I don't I, like. I'm not like a celebrity dude where I like really want to meet me someone. Like, like I don't I'm know what that. You to finish so I can tell a funny story about that. But yes, I'm exactly the same. But, like I'm no. Like, I'm, what I'm do you say? Like, like, hey, I like yeah. your music. Okay, see you later. Like when you're in that position. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's pretty much the only thing that came out. <laughs> right, but like also on the other side of it is like. So they're listening to like say a hundred fans they're meeting before the show. They're probably getting asked the same question sixty-eight times. Like totally. it's like it's not fun for them, it's not fun for me. They don't want to be doing this. I'm guaranteeing their agent or like the station or whatever is saying, like, hey, you mind meeting hundred and eighty-nine X fans before the show? And they're like, Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> nobody wants to do that. Well, okay, so when was it? It was the first time that Blink came to Vancouver. So Tom was still in the band. Yeah. And I got tickets for me and Kate to go see them at Rogers Arena. And this was early in our, when we were dating. So like we were still kind of getting to know each other. Sure. And she like pulls strings essentially. So to like get me to like meet Blink 182. I remember you telling me this, yeah. And, like, I remember when she told me, she was, like, expecting me to be, like, jump up and do, like, a fucking backflip or something, right? And, like, the reaction that she got was, she was so disappointed because, like, it's. I was like, look, I'm like, look, to me, the more impressive thing is, is that you pulled strings to yeah. put me in front of Blink-182. That is impressive. But to meet Blink-182, I don't really care that much because, like, I don't know, I generally don't, like, associate, like, celebrities with like real people because like i feel like their lives are so privileged and don't i'm not shaming it like most of them i'm sure have worked very hard for it and i'm not sure to take away but like when you live that outside of reality where it's like your normal day would never look like my normal day and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just it's hard for me to associate on that level with them like i i would never put myself on that page with them yeah no i I look at it as this. If I got the opportunity to interview, I don't know, Rain Mana from Our Lady Peace, I would love to sit down with him for like a beer and yeah, like same, have a conversation same. with him over dinner and like actually get to talk to him about like different things. And I'm not even necessarily talking about Our Lady Peace music. It'd be cool to just be like, hey yeah. man, like what what's your favorite movie? What inspires you like on a day to day basis? What's your favorite book? Like what's some of your favorite bands? What what made you want to be in a band? Like stuff like that. Like let me actually learn stuff about why they are the artists they are, rather than hey, why did you write Clumsy in two thousand whatever? Like I think there's a fascinating fascinating conversation to have with somebody over like a meal of food, but to meet in a in a meet and greet line and have 30 seconds in front of whoever to say, like, hey, Mark Hoppus, man, like, what up, son? Like, what are you supposed to say to him? Like, like, I like your music. Thanks, man. All right, see you later. That's what happened. I just yeah. said, I'm a huge fan, and he might as well have just been like, yeah, I know, like, why you're here. Yeah, you're in my meet and greet line. I would assume you're a huge fucking fan. Like, yeah. like the only cool thing would be is, like, like yeah, like, it's cool that I have fans. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. like, eventually that wears off. I'm sure yeah, after I think so. 20 years of touring and you're like, yeah, I know I have fans. I'm selling out a fucking 23,000 seat venue. Like, you know, right. I, um, I think I it's know. different when you, when they're that big versus when they're kind of just starting out. Like, I don't feel 
you know, I think it takes a certain level to kind of, you know, because again, right? Like I played in bands for from 17 to 22 or one or two or whatever. I don't know how long it was for a while, five years probably. And like, it's not like I was like a touring band, but like I played a fuck ton of shows. Like we played every weekend at least once, like, you know, and it's just like, it, 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 like, there's something about being, there's like, it's like a brotherhood. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I've heard like uh, Conan O'Brien kind of say, like, you got to find like your people, right? You find your people. And like, I always, I associate it with that, right? It's totally, it's like you find people who like see music for more than what it is. And it's, you know, like, like, there's some people who like music is just music. It's just like the background. And then there's some people where it's like music literally like got them through like their toughest points in their lives. And like without, without it, like they would either be a different person or it might not even be here. Like it's that powerful. I think, I I mean, it's inspired our entire friendship really. I I would agree with that. Totally. Yeah. Like (laughs) we started talking because we're both like 182 fans and then we were both into pop punk and we were both into like newfound glory. And then we started going to hanging out outside of work. And then we started going to shows together. Like, yep. You can, you can meet your people and they are into the same weird quirky thing you are. And that's awesome. Like, I think that's why like Comic-Con and stuff is, is so huge now when you can go because it's 20,000 nerdy men or women or whatever that maybe necessarily have never really fit in in a friend group where they can talk about their favorite comic or their really nerdy anime or whatever. And then you go to to a fan expo and you see like 17 people dressed up as the most obscure Japanese animated thing that like I have no like manga or like whatever where you're like, I don't even know what they're dressed up as, but they have 17 friends along with them that are fucking stoked that they're dressed up as that. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Cause like I associate like, you know, the toy community, like I, 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 I very much find it similar to band, the band way like of life. Right. And just, it's, it's very cool. Like it's a, it's a great community to kind of be a part of. And, you know, right. and that's what I mean. Is I, I can't add anything to that because I know nothing about toys. Yeah, but you yeah. could do a podcast with six other toy collectors or, or 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 custom makers that you guys could have a two hour podcast about customs Easy. and know exactly what you're talking about and find a community that also is like, man, this is exactly the show I've been looking for was people talking about the thing I'm into and it's a, it's hard to find because it's an obscure thing, right? Yeah. And like. You know, being a being a popular music fan, band's fan, isn't necessarily obscure, but it's also like finding a friend that also loves a band you love. It just gives you like that extra language that you can speak to each other of like, yeah, that song really makes means something to me, and like I know it means something to them too because we both love this band, and it's like that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's a cool like common common ground to have for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but lots um, of times where. I like meet somebody and we're like totally different, but we like have an interest in one common band and like literally like that relationship lives on that one band and it's just, but it's great. Like it's good because like they sure. have that same passion, right? And even when you like say are going to like a, a party where you don't really know anybody, right? Like uh, uh, say your wife's girlfriend that you don't really know is 
you know, husband's having a birthday and you guys are invited to it. You don't really know anybody else there. And like all of a sudden somebody said something that you perk up on and go, Hey, I can add to that conversation about this, you know, this band or this movie or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, like this got me into a conversation where I don't know anybody. And that's all we have in common. And I'll never talk to this person again. You know, he's from a completely different walk of life than I am. But for that hour, I'm stuck at this party. It gave us something to talk about, you know, in school. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because when I first moved out to BC, that was one of the kind of things that kind of happened to me. One of my friends I went to college with, who like I lost contact with, randomly moved out to British Columbia and reached out to me and we re-sparked our friendship after like forever, right? And uh, he started doing these like trivia nights at a pub with some of the people he worked with and he invited me and like I got to be known as the like music guy. So it's like... That's awesome. uh, yeah, so it was like when some whenever they would do like the music round, it was like that was my round, right? Because a lot of the, the the guys who were organizing it were my age, so it's like a lot of like the hits for them were the hits for me too, right? Sure. So it That's was awesome. pretty, yeah, it was a really cool, it was a cool thing to be known for. Yeah, yeah, so, and there was a long. Time I, I love trivia nights. Like I miss bar trivia, oh, man. Me too. Trivia is so fun. So good. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, it's, it's even like true crime, right? Like I love true crime and it's really dark a lot of the times and, you know, it's hard to talk about in public because there's so many times where you bring up something that's extremely sensitive, right? Yeah, like totally. talking about a murder or, or something else terrible at a party, <laughs> like most people at the party are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man? Yeah, like, like why are we talking about a serial killer? But then when you meet somebody else that's also interested in true crime, it's like, it's like, it's it's the mystery of it. It's the it's the crime solving of it, like that I love. And so you meet your people, and you're like, holy shit! Like, you're also super, you know, curious about Jeffrey Dahmer's murder spree, and like, you know, you just go into a conversation, right? Like, it's a rare thing to find, but it's cool because yeah, you just find somebody else that's interested in that thing. And I think music's always going to be that when you pay money for a show. And you show up at a 1,200-seat small venue, and there's 1,200 super fans just like you here yep. for that band. It's it's, it's awesome because that vibe experience. In, that, in that place is awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, to kind of like kind of bring it down just a little bit, like uh, what what would be kind of like the one you know after COVID kind of is done, or you know we're gonna probably be dealing with it for a long time. But I mean, like once it's once we're kind of back to some semblance of normal, like what would be the first show you would either, well, like what, what would be a show you would want to see if you could well, put a lineup together, like three bands well, or. Well, I'll say it this way. I have, I do have rage against the machine tickets. Oh, in that, Detroit? yeah. That have been delayed for two years. Oh, Oh, I see. Oh, like, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. We bought them last, last, uh, winter, like early last year, like February or March last year before COVID went off for summer 2020. And then it got delayed to this summer and then it got delayed till next summer. So like I have still those Rage Against the Machine tickets for Detroit next year, but nice. um, so that may be the first show I see. I don't know. I mean, I hope I see something before that, but <laughs> um, if I was to put like, honestly, if I had the a money, I would put together a show at, at the casino or like at the riverfront in Windsor of all Canadian bands. Like I would just pick for you. Yeah. Well, it would be just for me. I hope other people would show up, but if it's just for me, <laughs> that's fine too. But like, I would, I would put together like five or six Canadian bands. That way you don't have to worry about border crossing or anything like that. Yeah. I would get like Tegan and Sarah and arcade fire and 
um, Mother Mother and, you know, all these bands that I love that are, you know, big, not big. I don't know how big they, and some of them would be, but I think you have to have some smaller low-key bands to open and then have like a big, you know, headliner and whatever. And you could, I would pay money for that instantly. Like an all Canadian cool festival in Windsor, it'd be awesome, but it'll yeah. never happen. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see something familiar it seems to be the trend i actually yeah. have uh the only ticket that i have outstanding concert wise is uh jimmy world I was oh yeah to see the invented invented tour and that got canceled so yeah i had tickets for it in london and then it got canceled yeah same it got canceled and it got rescheduled and it got canceled again and then they said if you want a refund you can get one or if you want to just hold on to your tickets you can just hold on to them so that's i'm in that boat too yeah, I took the refund because I was just like, I have no faith that in two years. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back in any shape. And like, I'm not, not going to definitely hold on to a $60 ticket. I, yeah, I'm right. doing it for Rage, but Rage sold rage out is a within like story. Yeah, rage six is a minutes. Story. And, and they're they're not an active, years. Yeah, they're not an active band. That makes a huge no. difference. If there was one band you could pick that, like, that, that, is broken up that isn't going to tour that you haven't seen that you'd like to see who would that be well after watching that live performance over christmas the starting line did they're definitely on my list of bands i would really love to see again yeah um because they were just fucking amazing for a band that hasn't been an active band for 12 years like it's yeah it's insane that they're that tight still. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I know they practiced a lot for it, but still, like... There's no insane. hope that they would do, like, another tour? I don't think so. It's just, I think the only one that really wants to pursue, pursue music as, like, a, a real job is Kenny. Like, the other yeah. ones don't, like... I think the keyboard guy does, too, but, like, the other guys all have, like, families and lives and jobs. Right. And, it makes it hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I feel like they would definitely be up there, but there's still like a lot of bands I haven't seen that like I want to see. Right. Like I, I still haven't seen green day. I know you're not a green day fan. And to be honest with you at this point, like if I couldn't walk into the show, knowing what I was expecting a, a anniversary show, uh, or if I couldn't pick the set list myself, I would never pay to see green day because they have more shit that I don't want to hear. That's more popular than the shit yeah. that I do want to hear. So it's like, yeah. I wouldn't, and I know it would be expensive because they're popular. So I wouldn't want to spend a hundred dollars on concert tickets and see like four songs that I give a shit about. Like, you know, if I could see them tour off of anything warning or before yeah. I pay, I pay. Like, if I could see a warning, even a warning tour, like, I'd watch a warning tour. Like, if they played that sure. front to back and then played a couple other songs, that'd be worth it to me. And you're going to see that because some of these bands that maybe haven't had a hit in a while are going to do, like, 20-year anniversary tours yeah, of whatever so. they album from, you know, 1990 or 2000, whatever. Like, 30-year anniversary tour of an album that came out in 94. Like, like I think you're going to start seeing that. I would take Dookie, like, if, for Green Day. If yeah. I could see Dookie in full, I would be, I would be so fucking happy. I could, I would put money on that's going to happen at some point. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but it's a lot of bands like that. Like, there's tons of bands where if they did, like, yeah, we're doing the 30 year anniversary tour of this album, I would definitely pay money to see that. But mm -hmm. there's nothing like even the used. I love the first two used albums, and if they if they did like a tour that was just like, yeah, we're going to play the first Those used albums. albums front to back, 
I would pay to see them, but every album do. after the second album, I think it's like atrociously bad. Same I here. would never, I would never pay to see them. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the same page as you are on that one. Um, the other band I haven't seen that I want to see is Alkaline Trio. And I know I mentioned that during our top yeah. albums, but they're I've one never of the seen bands that like, I missed the opportunity to, and then I never got to see them. And I really regret not seeing them when I got the chance to. I have a bunch, like, honestly, I, I there's like probably 10 bands that like I would love to see that I haven't seen. Um, I would love to see Alexis on fire. Mm. Uh, I've never seen them. I would love to see the Foo Fighters. You ever um, seen the Foo Fighters? Really? No. Hmm. Um, I would love to see Slipknot, even though I'm not huge on their newest shit. And I think I'd probably get murdered at their show. Um, like, for instance, and I know people like, like always are like, oh, it's not that bad. It is that bad. I seen System of a Down on floor at a stadium, and like, there was people leaving with like broken arms, broken fucking legs. Like, the mosh pit was fucking insane. You couldn't move on the floor. It was so many people. Like, clearly, people climbed down from the stands onto the floor. It was insane. And like, I, I couldn't. I don't think I could do Slipknot without like having seats. Yeah, like you wouldn't feel comfortable on the floor. Yeah, no. But I love Slipknot. I think it'd be a cool show. It's it's funny when that happens. I remember the second concert I ever went to was MXPX. Oh, who was it? MXPX, Ultimate Fake Book, and somebody else. I can't remember. And uh, I went to the bad. Went to the bathroom. It was at State Theater. I went to the bathroom, and somebody was at a circle pit got their lip ring and their it went right through their whole lip and it was fucking bleeding down their face oh, all no, over their I shirt. Do it. Stop. <laughs> and like i remember like seeing that and like i was heavily pierced at the time and i'm just like i'm not gonna do smosh pits i don't think like it's gonna no. <laughs> i'm not like maybe if i was 18 i'd uh. consider it again but like at 36 i'm like nah i have bad back i have bad knees yeah. I don't even want to stand for four hours on the show true. anymore. Like, true. Yeah, going to I a want, concert's a workout now. I want a cold beer, I want to sit in a seat, and I want to enjoy the show. That's it. I'm, I will say, I, I am still not a seat person at concerts. I'll stand during, like, when the, the, the band I want to see comes out, I'll stand yeah, yeah. and, like, enjoy the show. But, like, for the three hours before that, or, like, the 30 minutes before while the band's setting up, yeah. I want to rest my back and sit in a chair and just relax. Like, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm just not at that point anymore where I want to stand on the floor for three hours and watch a band, you know, like uh, two or three band set lists or whatever. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm over it. I mean, the band like I want to see probably most that there's almost zero chance of ever seeing is the White Stripes. Um, I think Jack White might. Know. I don't think Meg White will ever tour again. I could see. Jack White saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna perform this album with you know, myself and have like random musician friends play the rest of the instruments on the on the set, like basically yeah. just drums." But um, yeah, like I could see something like that happening, but it w- it wouldn't be like the White Stripes, but you know, right. Jack White playing Elephant or whatever. But um, I'd also really love to see Paramore or Haley Williams solo. Like, have you not seen Paramore? I've seen them once. Uh, Before you were they, into them, though, right? I wasn't in them into them at all. They it was a uh, I think it was eighty nine X Christmas or birthday yeah. bash or whatever. 
and Jimmy Eat World was supposed to headline. It was oh, Jimmy Eat World of Paramore. And I got there. They had advertised it as Jimmy Eat World headlining. And then I got there and Jimmy Eat World Paramore opened for was. Paramore. And I, I was so that. angry at that idea that a band like Jimmy Eat World, who had like, I don't know, six albums out at the time, and then Paramore, who was touring off of like, I think Riot, right. maybe. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I was like so angry that I just left. I was they they put they came out, they played one song. I was like, wow, Haley Williams is gorgeous, and then I left. <laughs> and that was the end of it. So I uh I actually got to see Paramore off of self-titled. It was fucking great. I would love to see them play anything recent. Like I love great. uh obviously I love After Laughter, but yeah, there's I like uh a lot off of self-titled I love as well. So me, me too. I, like we said when we did the top albums, I feel like if you called uh, self-title of like half the al- the album, it'd probably be their best album. It's just I the think- problem is is that they have eight songs that are fucking incredible, and then seven that are just like, eh. yeah, a hundred percent. They could have made an awesome ten-track album that would be yeah. like, like that would have been their best, would have been, yeah. and probably still unbeaten. Like in my opinion, because those yeah. the ten, they're the eight good songs or whatever. I think there's. Yeah, you know, I'm literally split down the middle with that album, right? It's like yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think that I mean, maybe it's the band's doing whatever they want at that point of their careers, but I yeah. also think like it was the, the right that was the producer. first album they did without those old members too, right? Right, but that I'm just saying, like, I think a great producer in the room that like can really like tell the band like, no, we need to cut that song; it doesn't fit with the album, or we need to sequence the album differently or you need to do that album or that track in a different style or, or, you know, this isn't working or that's not working or you need to make it more catchy or whatever the case might be. Like, I think there's so many bands that can really use a good producer. And I think like, for instance, to me is motion city soundtrack. I think their best albums are when Mark Hoppus is their producer. And I think their worst albums are when Mark Hoppus hasn't been there for the most part. Their like most recent two albums for sure were, in my opinion, really bad. I um, I think it just depends. Like, I think a band gets big enough or or confident enough where they go, "Oh no, we know what we're doing now. We don't need that person in the room. We can do what we want." And I think a lot of times that's uh, at their own detriment because I think a lot of the times you get too cocky and too into a track, and then you think it sounds great, or you do a hundred thousand takes of a track to get it perfect, and the first first take was the best take you know right yeah. yeah so i think a lot of things are overproduced now and, and like way overproduced and way too audio engineered and like you can tell when you hear a band live versus the album like when you know their vocals have been dramatically changed on the album yeah. and like so on and so forth and i'm like you know this doesn't even sound, sound like the same musician yeah yeah it's true very true um i guess the last thing i was going to talk about we kind of started talking about was warp tour I just remember Warped Tour being such a cool thing back in the day, like especially when I was in a band and like, not that we we never played Warped Tour, but like, yeah. uh, like like even being part of like a local scene, like a music scene, like in the wind, like going to Warped Tour was like another day at the Gino. So like the Gino is yeah. like where we used to play all our shows, our local shows, the Gino A. Marcus Community Center, and like that's where anyone and everyone was on Fridays and Saturdays. We always would be there, right? So like going to the warp tour was like going to a Gino show that was like had fucking crazy good bands. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like just as much like a regular local thing as it was like a you know, like just like a, a great big outdoor concert, right? 
Yeah. So I mean, um, I remember being so excited to see what what bands were going to play Warp Tour every year. Me too. Like, me too. In the first three or four years, I cared about Warp Tour. I never got to go. I never got the chance to go. And I remember those years, like 2000 to like 2004 or whatever, like seeing some of these huge bands playing and like, holy shit, I can't believe all these bands are playing Warp Tour. And then like post maybe 2008 or nine, I remember seeing the set, the band list and I'm going, I don't even know who these people are. Like there's yeah. like three bands I give a fuck about seeing and the rest are just either bands I've never heard of or bands I couldn't care less about. Yep. And I think, I, I mean, maybe that's part of growing older and you know, the older I get, the more famous bands I don't know. Um, you know, you see like Coachella or, or anything like that where they announce yeah, their, 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 uh, concert band list, whatever. And there's like, I know the three headliners and maybe three other bands. And then there's a list of 60 other bands. I have no idea who they are. <laughs> see, for me, I still have a vast enough knowledge where like I recognize a lot of the bands. And it's like, there's still like a lot of the bands that like I used to like in the early 2000s are still bands. Like even the, the smaller ones, like a lot of them have stuck around and are still active. And so, yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's interesting to see like, that exactly that like the other day sure. i saw the riot fest three-day lineup for the riot fest and i was like honestly awesome. i could i could go to any three of those days and like i would i could make a enough of a day of it from the bands that yeah. i like on those days maybe like not like the whole thing but like i could easily watch five bands each day and be good when i seen that list i was like i could go to this 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 Me festival too. there's a lot of like, stuff there but the first time in a long time i've said that about one of those kind of shows though same I, I think my biggest memory of Warp Tour, and I don't know what year it was, whether it was the first year we went or the second year it went, but I remember it being insanely hot. Yeah, it was the like, second year we. Uh, the first year we went was the hot, the hot one. That was yeah. the first year it was at um, Pontiac Silverdome parking lot. Yeah, yeah, and that was the first year we went and saw. We were excited for Motion City. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, I remember going, and it was so hot that they had sprinklers set up to like hose people off mm -hmm. people were passing out from the heat and then they called the firefighters in to like set up like a hose basically i remember that yeah to shoot it into the air so that it would like drop on people lightly so that people could cool off because it was yeah. Yeah, so it was insanely hot. hot that you had kids like with their shirts off like passed out on the ground all over the place yeah. and then i think it maybe the second year we went i'm pretty sure because it was at comerica park um you have bought like literally a hundred t-shirts. <laughs> like I remember walking around to all the different merch stands and you were like, yep, I'll take one of you, one of you, one of you, one of the mustard kind, one of you. I knew what I wanted. Oh yeah. Like, and I just remember you had a backpack with you and there was literally like 65 shirts in it from all these different lot. bands. Yeah. There was a lot. I remember that. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, this guy, like, he's, he's out of his mind. It was, well, cheap. it was the cheapest time to yeah, buy well, that yeah. stuff, right? Like, I remember buying shirts at, like, the t-shirt store in, that, in Great Lakes Crossing in Michigan. Yeah. And, like, I remember going to, like, even, like, Hot Topic and stuff was good for band tees and shit. But, I like, you'd spend, like, 22 23 bucks, go to Warp Tour, and the bands are selling their shirts for, like, $12. I was yeah. just like, it was, like, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Warp Tour and I wish something like it would come back. Mm. I think their biggest problem is A, the set lists are like 30 minutes long each. That sucks. You need to have yeah. less bands. 
less bands, longer set lists. You know, I actually don't mind the 30 minute set list. It's not really a bother to me. I just wish that like maybe, you know, they they pick 10 kind of like headliner bands and those bands get too. like 45 instead of 30. Like I don't yeah. want hour longs in a, in a festival setting. Like I just don't want that. Like I like this. I like the expedited version. Because now there's so little bands that like I like that play Warp Tour that like if I went to Warp Tour, say Warp Tour 22, 2022, it was happening and they announced their band list. There's probably like six bands on there that I even have heard of that I care about. Yeah. So if I went to Warp Tour, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to see these six bands and then maybe I'll find a few other bands that I enjoy. But out of those that, you know, 12 hour day, there's only six bands playing 30 minute sets that I care about. It's like, yeah, that's a long day to commit to listening yeah, to a lot of shit that I'm not going to like. The thing is, is at the time that I was going to Warp Tour, I was actively into that music scene. So yeah. it ended up being there was like six bands that I didn't know. It's like I could pretty right. much guarantee that I could fill my time pretty much. No, I, I, I agree. Like in 2004, 2005, 2006, whatever, if you would have picked a Warp Tour date, I would have been able to know 50 of the bands on the 60 band set list. Like, yeah, to me, it's just, yeah, I'm old now, you know. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody at my work talks about a band. I'm like, I have no, or a musician. I'm like, don't know who that is. Don't know who they are. Or something comes on over the speakers at work. And I'm like, never heard this song in my life. And they're like, yeah. really? It's so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Because they like, play Warp Tour in 2003? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I'm an old man now. It sucks. Like, I'm the old guy at the fucking, hey, kids, I'm trying to fit in with you. And it, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love Warp Tour. It was it was always a fun time, especially if you have money to like keep cool and buy like a ton of slushies or a ton of fucking cold drinks. Like that's when Warp Tour is awesome. As an uh, eighteen or seventeen year old kid, it kind of was like, well, I'm broke and I can afford you know a hot dog and a drink, so I got to spend my money wisely. That that kind of sucked, but. Yeah, now, sure. if I went, I could bring, you know, a couple hundred bucks and be like, yeah, I'm going to buy some merch. I'm going to buy, you know, eight beers and, uh, you know, pizza. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I could do a full day thing anymore, but yeah, like I said, if there was a good enough lineup, I, I'd probably at least entertain the idea. So. Yeah. I, I think I wish we had festivals really more in Canada. Like, yeah, we don't really have anything really, right? Well, doesn't, no, we had a few, I think in Toronto, Montreal. I can't remember what Toronto, it was called get a riot fest date or didn't they used to get a riot fest date i don't know they had uh, they had a few different festivals that were in that area but like overall there's like nothing really around here like chicago's pretty much the closest one and then california yeah, had a bunch yeah. and it's like i'm not I, i'm not going all the way to california or less like i know i had like three or four friends that were willing to go the biggest problem for me now at this age too is like most of my friends a don't really want to go to concerts and be like aren't into the same musicians I am, so it's just yeah. like to find somebody to go to a show to now is like fucking pulling teeth. So to be honest with you, I actually over the past I don't know, like before COVID, maybe the last two years, like I actually started going to concerts alone. <laughs> no, and that's I think that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, because I don't want to like I was like buying an extra ticket for like somebody just to come with me, even if they didn't like yeah. it. Oh, like, I had like two times in a row where people bailed that last minute and I'm just like yeah. what's the yeah. point I'm just wasting money and honestly like they don't give a shit like 
No, same. When I when, the last time I see Motion City soundtrack, I just gave a ticket to my friend Brian to go with me because I was just like, "Hey, yeah. you might enjoy them, and I don't know if you will or not. So this is a free ticket. Just come with me. I need somebody to go with." Um, a lot of times I buy two tickets and just hope that I can find somebody to go. But like yeah. my biggest problem, obviously, for people that don't know, is I don't drive. So yeah. a lot of these shows are like hours away, and that if I don't have somebody that's willing to drive, where I can give them like, "Hey, I'll pay for your gas," or "I'll pay for you know whatever." I'll buy drinks while we're at the show if you drive kind of thing like it's it's a problem for me and and you know the only chances of going to a show around here are like basically immediate downtown detroit yeah or i have to go to like london or toronto which is like two to four hours away so it's yeah, just like sure. you know it's not gonna happen you can bike so, ride there <laughs> yeah well i could but it, it's gonna be a long bike ride and i have to take a week off work you know <laughs> but no, I would love to go to a festival or like Chicago or, or, or California. Like if, if one day you were like, Hey, uh, you know, whatever Coachella or whatever is, it's got this dope lineup, fly out to Vancouver. We'll drive down to California and back and yeah. go see like a dope show. I'd be like a hundred percent. I'm in yeah, like this work to go for a drive with you. Like when we drove you out to yeah, Vancouver, that's fun. That like I, that's worth any amount of money to me. Yeah, that was, that was a good, Trip. Sure, I mean, we could just do that and be like, "Hey, we're going to be the hamburger in California and drive back," and I'd be like, "All right, we're cool, going to in and out. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't give a fuck. Like, if we didn't even have to stay in California, we could go to like fucking shitholeville, Kentucky, and I'd be like, "All right, let's go." Like, Sugarloaf Road. Sugarloaf Road. We'll we stand that fucking for the the anniversary of our visit. Hundred <laughs> percent. We'll be like, "Hey, boys, we're back," and they'll look at us They're and like, "Who the fuck are you?" Are you? <laughs> we're like, oh, we, we stayed, stayed here. here in this. We stayed here in the summer of 2009, bitch. Or they have my uh, customer card posted on the wall, and they're like, "This guy's out of his mind. Don't let him stay here." Again. If you ever see this man, don't <laughs> let him. <laughs> don't let him stay here. He's not allowed here. I'm on the band list. <laughs> That's funny. Right, but man, anyway, I think we should wrap this up. What do you think? Unless you got anything yeah, else. I think that's yeah, good. Anyways. I think that's our live music um, show. And actually, do you have any live albums that you would like say, like, "Hey, this is like my favorite live album"? Yeah, uh, MXPX at the show is probably. It actually made my top twenty list last time I did a top twenty album. It's the probably one of the only live albums that like actually did that for me. And I think it's because yeah. MXPX is like one of the first bands I ever discovered at a concert. Right. So, yeah. I would yeah. say either Muse, uh, I think it's called Harp, H-A-R-R-P. It's like, I can't remember where it's at. But that's a really, really good live album. Um, I also really enjoy um, uh, Slipknot 9.0. It's like a, it's probably ten years old now, but it's oh, okay. a double live album that's like really really solid front to back. So, yeah, I always like the uh, Blink album too, but it's more just I liked it more for the uh, yeah. dick jokes. If I'm really being honest, it's a very weird. I mean, that's in my opinion one of the most creative live albums ever, yeah, just because exactly. like it's a mixture of live shit and pre-recorded shit that they like yeah. made jokes to fit in between live tracks, and it's. It's something original. It's a live album like I've never heard before, and it's funny yeah, as fuck. So it is pretty funny. I yeah. like the twenty-two I mean, minutes of just random shit at the end. That's fucking yeah, hilarious. and you would never be able to make that album now. N- yeah, probably not with the dick jokes and stuff. No, it would be totally inappropriate now. And the Satan voice. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 
so live music, awesome. Um, if you're into live shows or you have a favorite live show that you've been to, feel free to comment it. Fucking point us to a great live album, anything like that. But um, yeah, next week will be a surprise. We'll figure out what we're going to do and then we'll yeah, post we about know. it later in the week. Um, yeah, we we'll figure it out, though. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be something fun, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah but thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please consider throwing us a follow at Customs by Matthew at Moose Milk Media. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week on Friday. You should start going Moose Milk Media, even though that's a cow. Okay. I promise you. I will never do that. Okay. Maybe I will do it next time. I'll just drop it in. Can we get you a moose costume? All right. Goodbye. Love we'll to see. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>